What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And we have listened to every single one of you. We've been asked many, many times to start doing more interviews. So here it is. We're kicking it off with a fantastic interview from our good buddy, Scott T. He's from Jacked Over 40, and he focuses on helping people get jacked after 40. But don't get me wrong. He has amazing tips for literally every single person, whether you're 15, whether you're 65, to get in in shape and stay in shape. Welcome to the episode. Scott T., how do you say your full last name? I didn't want to butcher it. I love it. I was waiting for you to butcher it. Tuzana. Tuzana is how you said it. Man, I miss you guys. It's been a it's been a while. Yeah, we're just really happy to have you here. I know, uh, you know, we've connected a few times. I remember back, um, I don't know, maybe five years ago, we went to Blaze Pizza and introduced you to that. And we got a workout in when Pokemon Go was a thing, which was pretty fun. So yeah, we just, we're really happy to have you here. Uh, you know, it's been quite a while that we've even connected. Um, I see you're still going strong on YouTube. You're still helping so many people around the world, which is amazing. And we're just super excited to get some amazing value from you today. Excellent, man. Thanks for having me. And and yeah, it's although we haven't gotten a workout in together in a few years, we're gonna have to make it happen once life gets back to normal here. And it's still I've I've been following you guys, YouTube, Instagram more than anything there. And uh, yeah, I love seeing the growth that you guys have experienced and just reflecting back on some of the conversations we had five years ago and just seeing how much you guys have grown and learned and um, just the amount of people that you're helping. It fires me up as well. So uh, I'm stoked to be your, your first guest interview here. This is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Really pumped to have you on. And we saw you hit 2 million views uh, on YouTube, which is a huge milestone. So congrats there. Thanks, man. Thanks. We got my sights on 10,000 subscribers. And, and then from there, it'll be 100K will be insights there but yeah the first 10,000 seems to be the toughest to get to but uh, I've been diligent with it for the past year so yeah paying off. honestly we found the first hundred was the toughest and you know even for you I'm sure now that you're rolling you'll, you'll get there sooner than you think you will I think it'll uh, surprise you but uh, we know you do focus in right now like you've kind of created the business around getting jacked over 40 um, but before we even get to you know 40 year old Scott here even though you look like you're 20 uh, we want to get into what got you into fitness to kind of start out there ah man it's been a passion of mine like just playing sports at a young age and then uh, being a smaller guy i'm only five six and a half um i weigh about a buck 50 right now so when i was a teenager playing sports i was even shorter like five feet tall 100 pounds soaking wet um and grade nine so like 13 years old playing high school hockey against guys who were four or five years older than me and 150 pounds heavier than me i knew i had to put on some size gain some weight so um that's when my dad and my uncle got me into weight training got my first weight training set there that that i still have in my house today it came in handy during uh during the lockdown here my old york bench and the old plates and everything it's uh it's kind of a very nostalgic working out on that from time to time now. But so, so is at that age, like 13, 14 years old that I got into it mainly for sports specific training. Then as my body was training, changing, the girls were starting to take notice. So that became the biggest motivator that, than anything. And uh, I remember training with my buddy in my parents' basement, 14 years old, I had like pictures of Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Jean-Claude Van Damme on the wall, along with 
along with pictures of women in bikinis, but uh, telling my buddy at that time that uh, when I'm older, I want to own my own health club. So at that point, I had no idea how the heck I was ever going to achieve that goal, but it was it was a vision that I had, a dream that I had. And um, from that stage, it just kind of t- started taking steps to, to get me to that point, uh, getting into human kinetics uh, throughout university and getting personal training degrees, working in uh, a personal training studio right out of university. And then a year after that, opened up my own personal training studio for about four years. Um, and then from there, kind of started learning about the whole online business gig and um, started coaching people online for, for the past uh, little while here. So uh, it's been a fun process, always learning, always growing and just having a blast every step of the way. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool to hear about your background. I feel like you, Josh, and myself are pretty similar kind of growing up, you know, with sports and getting into it around 14 or 15. But, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to ask you, because even myself, if, if you were to talk to me like five years from now, there's a few things I would have changed. You know, even we have lots of people who are even 18 or 20 who, you know, I, I would, I'd say I, I wish I invested in a coach or, you know, so many different things. So is there anything inherently that sticks out to you? Like when you were 20 or 30, um, even for those listening that you wish you would have changed or done differently or just anything like that in general? I would say overall, a couple of things. Number one would be having a more open mind uh, with training in general. I was just very stuck in the, in the bodybuilding, bro split, one body part per day, which I still incorporate into my training from time to time, probably once or twice a year, I'll do a typical bro split. I definitely think they have their purpose um, and they can be very effective at the right timing in your programming throughout the year. Uh, So I wish I incorporated a little bit more variety in my split structures back then. Uh, More than anything would be checking my ego at the door because I think uh, even today, I just still, I'm pretty injury free for the most part. I just, every once in a while I get a little niggle, a little reminder of, all right, that was when I was 20 years old and I just walked into the gym and did my max deadlift, uh, no warm up or anything and, and strained my back or loaded the, the bench press too much and, and didn't have a spotter with me and got stuck in the bottom, had to dump the plates there. There's a few stupid little things where I got my ego in the way with training. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, again, I think those are the two biggest things. Of course, the nutrition, it was just had no clue what I was doing back then. So I definitely wish I had, I mean, when I was thinking, all right, peanut butter is a big, you got to eat more peanut butter is the secret to getting jacked and all that stuff was just, uh, I thought that was a great source of protein and everything back then. So it's just amazing how things have evolved over time. But more than anything, it's, it's learning how to properly periodize my training structure because um, like, I'd be like high volume all the freaking time. And now I think the biggest lesson I have learned is the importance of ramping up volume and then pulling it back to allow your body, your muscles to resensitize, fully recover. Um, and yeah, just allow all the fatigue in your muscles to, to fully dissipate and then ramp that volume back up again. So I was high volume all the time. Now I mix my volume and it's probably my favorite form of progression right now yeah that, that was awesome a ton of uh gold nuggets there you know i particularly love what you said about checking the ego and you know being really intentional with your training like 
these are things, you know, we've really come to realize too. And one thing we both are really working on and we've both myself and Kyle have said is, you know, we want to be able to do something sustainable and for the long term. And, you know, that's why we've always admired that you're in a similar camp there with, uh, you know, flexible dieting and, you know, all these other great metrics. And, you know, like you said, with the sustainability of that gym, right? Like you can't constantly just ramp up volume eternally without getting hurt and being forced to take a break. It's good to start to have those measures. We're big fans of deloads and unload weeks and all those other incredible metrics and you know we really respect that you've not only gotten into fitness but you've kept with it because all the time people go to me and Kyle and they go oh, you're doing great now but we'll see you when you're 40 or when you're 50 or when you have kids and you know that's why we're really excited to have you on board here because we're like hey we got someone who's done all that who's still crushing it and you know can definitely add some incredible tips just such as those anything to add Kyle? No, that's perfect, honestly. And even, you know, when it comes to you, Scott, um, actually, do you mind me asking, what what is your exact age, just so our listeners can kind of, you know, uh, understand different different points of view and everything? Uh, 45 years okay, old. 45, that's awesome. You know, I talk a lot about just even people's identity. Like, when I look at you, I see your posts, and, you know, of course, you're a fitness coach and everything, but your your identity is like that guy who lives that fit and healthy lifestyle, happy lifestyle as well, which is what we're all about. But, you know, you still have flexibility, which I love seeing like, you know, your, your fun things posted and that, that's the way we live. So I think it's just cool. Cause you know, you, you've made this like your identity, right? Like you look at, you know, you think of fitness and health and flexible dieting and everything you think Scott and being over 40 as well. So I think it's incredible. And, you know, I think a lot of people can learn stuff from, from you today, which is awesome. I appreciate that. And that, um, even that has evolved over the years as well. Like I look at my nutrition again, like as I wasn't as flexible before I had to be very rigid again, the typical bro diet type stuff and, and then getting into carb cycling, which was kind of a little bit uh, of a break there where uh, kind of a little bit of an introduction to some flexible dieting, but it's still very rigid, very structured. And um, yeah, it's just been a fun evolution. I've experimented with a lot of different diet strategies and yeah just come to to my own and uh, yeah there's a lot to say for experience <laughs> more than anything more more than what you read in the textbooks experience teaches you a whole lot for sure yeah for sure and you know that's the thing is we're always talking about just trying different things like we've you know I think just a lot of coaches can be so stuck in their own way of like no it has to happen like this and we always talk about it but it's like the end of the day like we we've tried we like to try everything not just you know for a fad but just to be able to say hey listen this is what works this is what doesn't here's my thoughts and and help the clients make a solid decision um you know for what what they want to do but this kind of brings us into the next question especially because as we know you know it's been a it's been a pretty hectic year to say the least now you know we've helped so many people adapt and figure out like how to you know stay on track and just like create some at-home workouts like we've been crazy busy with that but what are like three quarantine tips like that you've been able to find has helped your clients and just anything that any listener um, can find of value in your opinion excellent excellent freaking question i love it and i really yeah a lot of people tend to focus on the the negative aspects of of how this year has impacted them and like you guys that first two weeks was uh, uh, as a coach, very demanding for me. All of a sudden, everyone who was doing gym workouts, I had to program based on their whatever they had available at home, whether it was resistance bands or just body weight, dumbbells, barbells. So it was it was a stressful time for me. And during that time, it was like, you know what? I, I need to take a break from the gym during these two weeks. It's 
it, it was a stressful time. And a lot of times during, if, if you are under a great deal of stress and then you're trying to still squeeze in workouts and forcing things to happen, it just ends up being more stress and it's almost ends up being detrimental. So for a lot of, in the beginning stage, the, the two week break was great for me, but I also encouraged my clients like, guys, it's okay. Let's, let's take a step back here. This is probably a sign. Let's give our body a break. So let's, let's regroup here. Let's retrain our thoughts and, and come back fresh and ready to tackle it with some sort of plan. And in the beginning, a lot of us did just have like resistance band or, or body weight movements until they started equipment started coming in. And I found it a great opportunity to enhance mind muscle connection with a lot of exercises for myself personally, uh, like even just doing a body weight, single leg Romanian deadlift or what they call it, an anterior reach. As like, holy smokes, I noticed that I had fantastic balance with my left leg, but my right leg, I had my balance was way off. There was some sort of muscle imbalance there and muscle weaknesses. Uh, I found it also in my right scapula. So it gave me an opportunity to work on areas that I knew were going to, like once the gyms opened up and everything, it was going to transfer over. It was going to yeah, eliminate those weaknesses and balances that I wasn't aware of. So uh, I found it a, a fantastic opportunity for that. And I found it a, a fantastic opportunity to just explore different things. In the beginning, I tried a little bit of yoga. It wasn't for me. It's probably the fifth time I've tried to get into yoga. I know there would be some benefits from it. Um, and just getting more outdoors, more grounded in the moment, more embracing some silence from time to time, more working on uh, recovery techniques. For myself, that lockdown really uh, allowed me to establish phenomenal routine in my life, especially bedtime routine. I started really getting diligent with my sleep-wake schedule. And I realized when I, when I kept a consistent sleep-wake schedule, the impact it had on my energy, my performance, my mood. Uh, I was like, it, like, it's always, always something that I had preached to my clients. It's going to keep your testosterone levels elevated. It's when you're repairing, it's when you're growing. Uh, so I've always been a huge proponent of, of quality sleep and everything, but I was like, holy smokes, like when you keep it consistent each and every day and you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep, it makes a huge difference in your life. And to get that quality sleep was my whole bedtime routine of, of getting out for a walk, uh, being grounded in the moment, uh, not worrying about all the chaos going through my mind, just really being aware of what was going on in front of me, coming home, doing a little self-massage, foam rolling, using the massage gun, uh, doing some reading and, and just chilling. So, um, yeah, I, I find for the biggest things was just learning to make use of what the heck you have. You don't have to, yeah, we miss the gym. We miss the heavy weights. It's going to have a different impact on your body, but it's okay to take steps back from time to time. You know, once we're going to get back in there, your body's going to thrive again. You're going to, you're going to put yourself in the best position possible once the gyms open back up and you'll be in a better position than you were before the lockdown. I love what you said. Uh, you know, even for me at first, it's kind of like, oh, this is such a negative. This is horrible. Like this is the end. You know, that was a lot of people's approach to this. But I love what you said of, you know, seeing it as an opportunity and a, a chance to kind of double down on some things. I love what you said about mind-muscle connection, which is the ability to really make sure you're contracting, working, and feeling the correct muscles during your movements. Um, you know, that is such a, a big point. And even, you know, taking a step back and using less weight and doubling down on movement patterns and making sure you're optimizing contractions is just such a wonderful outlook 
outlook and to revert to some of those great habits of improving sleep and self-care. And, you know, it has kind of been a good opportunity. And I think a lot of people in retrospect, you know, eventually when we do make it through all of it, will say like, you know, why didn't I take better time? Why didn't I, you know, try and look for the positives that are present? Because although it is a negative situation as a whole, at least it was uh, and is a great opportunity to start to say, hey, what can I take care of? Where can I double down and where can I continue to succeed even through this obstacle? Amen, brother. Amen. For sure. No doubt about it. It's been been good for me, good for my clients. And and yeah, those who focused on the the positive aspect of all and the opportunities are definitely pulling pulling through better better than the people who've been binge watching Netflix and and picking out gaining all that COVID quarantine. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Kyle over here, for goodness sake, right, Kyle? No, buddy, I've been doing uh, I've been doing the same thing uh, same thing as you guys. Uh, you know, I've just been staying on track. But I, you know, all joking aside, I'm I'm really glad that you even brought up the whole you know stress levels and even sleep stuff. Like, you know, we always encourage, and this is the, what we've literally been doing for the past year now is just like, hey, listen, you know, your situation's tough, but what can we do about it? Like, you know, hey, okay, let's focus on sleep. Um, let's focus on, and even a lot of times, like you said, people um, we find are just so prone to trying to like beat themselves up so much much and it only makes things worse like a lot of times just managing that stress and finding ways to you know just the recovery side of things is going to be truthfully more important than you know sometimes the workouts alone and you know I know you said I know you actually watched or sorry read the book um, why we sleep so I kind of had just a bit of a, a question to maybe hear a couple different facts that you have learned or you know especially for you working with people over 40 um, just the importance of it and just anything around sleep that you can offer a value because we talk about it a lot but it's, it's nice to hear from a different point of view as well. It was incredibly eye-opening. That is a book I highly recommend everyone read. Just, um, I mean, it's it's a lot. It took me a while to get through through it because it's so technical. It's so it's just research paper after research paper that they dive into all different aspects of how sleep impacts your life. More than anything, it was I was like, oh my god! Like I knew I needed sleep to be a priority of mine. Now there was just no question. It, like, sleep is non-negotiable for me after reading this book. And um, yeah, like you guys, it was for me. It was is always about our, our testosterone levels and repairing our muscles, growing our muscles. But this book really dove into a, a lot of the mental aspect of it all. Again, mood, um, energy, performance. Like there's a lot of people, like so many people my age and older feel like they can get through on sometimes five, six hours, six and a half hours sleep, less than seven hours sleep a night. They're, I get through my day, I'm doing pretty good. I'm fine you're not fine. <laughs> like it's, you go through so many different studies here. People who are adamant, I don't need seven hours of sleep. They're like, all right, let's do these performance tests. And the, like the memory performance test sucked. They were awful. They had them doing um, driving tests and they had, they had people who had less than seven hours of sleep um, paired with drunk drivers. And if you had less than seven hours of sleep, you were just as impaired as the drunk driver. So if you're, if you've been awake for more than 16 hours, and you're out with people and and then you add a drink on top of that you're you're definitely you're way more impaired than than you believe you are but if you're up for 16 hours you go and you don't have a drink you're just as impaired uh your reaction time um and and moments where you don't realize even though your eyes aren't closed and you're not sleeping you're actually your brain kind of shuts down for a couple seconds and you could that's enough time that you could be in the other lane that was that was a huge eye opener for me the impact on um, Alzheimer's, dementia, those are huge. Like the impact on memory, 
blew my my mind for sure. I've got some um, dementia in my family, so I want to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep there. But the interesting thing is, there's a reason why people think that I I only need six hours of sleep. Like they wake up and like, well, I guess it's guess it's time for me to get up now. The the less you sleep, like the, when you're awake, you're getting a little proteins deposited in in the the front of your brain there, which is a part that affects memory. Um, and then while you're sleeping, it washes it away. So if you don't, um, if you don't get a good night's sleep, it doesn't wash away all those toxins that were stored in your brain. And those toxins that are stored in there will impact, have a negative impact on the quality of sleep that you're having. So you're, you get less and less of that deep REM sleep. It's just, it's just a trickle effect. It's just after one after another you get less sleep you're you're basically going to make yourself more likely to get less and less and less sleep and it's going to have a negative impact on your memory so i'd say memory and even when you think you can you're performing fine you're not you're not yeah you can get by but do you just want to get by getting through life or do you want to like feel your best perform your best i want to be at my absolute best all the freaking time so i'm going to make sleep a top priority for me uh and there was like i did actually get my blood work done like the week before the lockdown started beginning of March last year and my prolactin levels were high. Again, for men over 40, even for men in their thirties, like get your blood work checks. At least you have your baseline there. Um, stay on top of your blood work for sure. I was keeping an eye on my, my testosterone levels were fine, but my prolactin levels were very elevated. SHBG was very elevated. Um, and that was a sign of sleep and stress. So really the lockdown was, was perfect timing for me. All right, I've got to get my sleep and my stress under control here. Uh, and then, so that was March, beginning of March, I got my blood work done again at the beginning of June, prolactin levels were back down to normal, testosterone was even better. So um, it definitely had, sleep had a definite definite impact on me physically, but uh, man, it just impacts so many different things. Yeah, wow, you, you nailed that. Like sleep is, it's so overlooked. Uh, a big thing me and Kyle communicate quite often is we believe in the uh, stool of fitness, like three legs of fitness, you know, being training, nutrition, as well as wellness factors. And, you know, those wellness factors are usually the things that are overlooked. Like people say, why aren't I progressing? I'm eating, I'm training, but, you know, you'll find out their sleep's messed out, they're stressed like crazy, you know, there's no self-care, um, you know, and these are things that are overlooked and you think, oh, it's just a small factor. But I love how you mentioned, you know, a lot of the science behind it because it really isn't. It comes around and even if you think you can get away with it, science has shown, you know, that's not the case. And, you know, we've even communicated with, yeah, maybe you can fall asleep with having a coffee right before bed, but, you know, is that going to impact the quality of sleep? So it's, um, I really like that right. you made a mention to that because that is definitely a secret weapon that a ton, a ton of people are overlooking. Yeah, again, again, things like that, whether it's recreational drugs or alcohol, a lot of people, I want to wind down with a glass of alcohol at dinner, helps me de-stress at the end of the day. They think it helps, it helps them fall asleep maybe, but they end up not getting quality REM sleep, the deep sleep that's going to really help you, again, store your memory, uh, your memory function and, and really help you perform at your best. Other things, again, the important things for people listening to this podcast here when it comes to transformation, uh, definitely the if you're not getting the seven hours of sleep, it's going to it's going to make it tougher for you to lose weight. Um, it has like your body, if you're getting less than seven hours of sleep, you're more likely if you're in a caloric deficit, more likely to use 
muscle as fuel than you are fat. So you want to make sure if you're in a caloric deficit, you're trying to lose fat right now, you want to make sure that you're getting at least seven hours of sleep to ensure that you're preserving your muscle mass during that fat loss phase. The other thing is that when you're getting less than seven hours of sleep, you're more likely to eat more food throughout the day. They did studies on that. Every, every little thing was like what they showed multiple studies to back it up that people were consuming three to 600 calories more a day because they were um, not sleeping as much. They were presented, every, both groups were presented with just the same amount of food, um, but the group who wasn't getting an adequate amount of sleep was eating more unintentionally. Yeah, super well said. I'm really glad I asked that because you uh, you gave some great information there. And when it goes into uh, another question I'd like to ask, there's like a few things that I hear personally like, oh, you know, oh, I sleep five hours and I'm function fine or, you know, I clean eat and, uh, you know, it's the only way to do it. Like there's things that just really make my my, you know, my, my heartache or, you know, my nerves just like, oh, if only they knew now, are there, what, what things would you say are kind of just like topics that, um, you know, you just wish more people would know, or just that kind of not trigger you, but just, you're like, oh, if only they knew, you know? Yeah, I think there, there is a lot, like people really tend to be looking for the minutia when it comes to nutrition specifically, rather than just kind of focusing on getting and hitting a caloric target, getting an adequate amount of each macronutrient. They're like, all right, I'm not losing weight right now. Maybe I got to drastically cut all these different foods here. Um, maybe I've got to cut fruit. Is it the fruit, fructose that's making me store fat or making it tougher for me to lose fat? They're, they're trying to look at all these different solutions when really the answer a lot of times just comes down to, hey, I just have to cut your calories a little bit. Uh, in order to achieve your goal. So just keeping it simple. I'm big on, it's probably a big reason why I just love, I'm so open, so vulnerable. So I just share everything that I am doing because I, I want people to see how freaking simple it really is. Um, you don't need to overcomplicate fat loss process, the muscle building process, um, keep things as, as simple as possible when it, it comes to your nutrition and, and have fun, like work within your own natural eating tendencies. I find people are so hung up on trying to make their lifestyle fit this diet plan that they hear a celebrity talking about or someone who, who's raving about. All right, it may have worked for them, but if it's if you're going to completely overhaul your lifestyle in order to fit a diet plan, you're not going to stick with it. So it's always better to write right out of the gates, just start work with your own natural eating tendencies. This is this is the timing that I usually eat my meals. Uh, I usually prefer three, four meals a day. Um, uh, yeah, the, the different foods you want, like work with those foods and, and work them into hitting your caloric target and then build upon it uh, and just try to make some improvements from there. I'm always trying to improve my nutrition uh, in some way, shape or form. I think I got it dialed in pretty good. Um, yeah, like this year, I think one of the bigger things for me was increasing my veggie intake and something that I mean, I've never, not a lot of people like to eat their veggies, but I got myself into a routine of veggies with it, with every meal. So um, yeah, not rather than making drastic overhauls, just focus on making subtle changes that suit you best. It's always about you. And I, I share my diet plans, my meal plans, and it's sorry, this is just to give you an idea. Like this is how I eat what can you take from it? like, what can you learn from it and apply it to how you personally eat yourself? Um, so yeah, I say that, that, yeah, the biggest hangups for me is just all 
yeah, just people really trying to dive too much in the minutia without mastering the fundamentals and really, really mastering the easy stuff. Um, because uh, the key, the key is consistency. So whatever you can set up, however you can set up your your training and your nutrition in a way that's going to allow you to consistently stick with it for time. Uh, how I eat when I'm trying to lose fat and how I'm trying to build muscle, it's exactly the same. It's just quantities change. So it's my overall lifestyle is exactly the same. I I walk my dog twice a day. I um, whether I'm trying to lose fat or build muscle, I hit the gym five days a week. Usually if I'm trying to lose fat or build muscle, it's, it's all exactly the freaking same. I just change the quantity of foods that I'm eating. It's just portion control basically. So don't overcomplicate things. Uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest, the biggest pet. Yeah. The, the whole fitness industry is centered around trying to get people to deviate from the straight and narrow right and find that minutiae and you know the hey the reason you're overweight is because you're not eating enough of this special fruit or you know it just comes into a bunch of uh, nonsense and people try to market we always say you know at the end of the day a lot of people are trying to make money so they'll say hey if you put this vibrating thing around your stomach you're going to burn more stomach fat you know like and it people want to default to that gimmick but i love what you said about you know the straight and narrow and having a plan and avoiding those traps you know that are trying the minutiae getting too focused in on things that don't matter as much you know like we said getting back to that school um that stool rather nailing your fitness your nutrition as well as your wellness and focusing on those big things making sure you have all those locked down are definitely big big uh keys to success so i, I love that answer i think there's been a ton of value here um me and kyle are really really big on quotes we love quotes in general i'm just curious do you have a favorite quote wow putting you on the spot uh, yeah here. i do i you did yeah i love being on the spot like that that's that's fantastic so the one that immediately popped into my mind is uh jim kelly the day you're satisfied uh with where you're at is a day you take a step backwards uh i believe my best days are ahead of me right now i i see especially when it comes to uh, men over 40 there's so much different marketing out there basically there's some that's like you really need to basically lift soup cans basically they're telling you your days of lifting are over let's really dial back the workout plans are just so ridiculous i believe that the best days of myself are ahead of me i'm not going to be packing on muscle I, i'm probably damn close to my genetic limit things have slowed down here but i'm just going to keep putting my best effort forward in a smart intelligent way um, and always strive for better. So yeah, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I'm happy. <laughs> I definitely love the progress I've made. I love how I feel. I love how I look. It's uh, I am happy, like <laughs> fit, healthy and happy. It's uh, uh, it's phenomenal. But I'm just I'm even more stoked for what's to come next and and yeah this year like i said it's just improving sleep has made a big difference for me adding more veggies to my diet has made a, a big improvement for me enhancing my mind muscle connections all these little things it's the little things that can help you get better and better it's not just adding five pounds of muscle to your body or adding 10 pounds to your bench press it's so many different other factors that are going to allow me to live my best life possible 
Yeah, that was awesome, man. I uh, really, I'm glad that you, you know, touched on this because even to, to myself, to Josh, like, you know, fitness is easy. It's like a lot of this stuff to, to us is just, is the easiest thing in the world. And, you know, once again, we, we hope that the tips and the value and stuff can, you know, let people know that it is possible for, for literally anybody. And, uh, you know, just one last thing I want to ask was, um, you know, as we all know, there's going to be millions of people listening to this episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wish, but eventually there will be, um, anything else that you oh, feel yeah. like has been like, kind of like just unsaid, like any last messages that you'd like to share with people who just, you know, want to become better, want to become fit, healthy and happy that just hasn't been covered like we're you know we know you're a father as well so just anything like because you know we're not fathers like we'd like to um you know just give some value there as well um just on the last question oh yeah the father thing is always great leading by example has been a lot of fun like been on youtube since my my kids were little little so it's been fun to see um uh, them them kind of take the baton and, and run with it as, as well and, and focused on their health and fitness, which is, which is great. But I think just in general, I, I just things that, yeah, for, I guess for, if there are men over 40 listening to this right now, it's um, yeah, you hear a lot when it comes to men over 40, you have to pay much more attention to recovery, but uh, recovery isn't about just training less. It's like, it's just training smarter and, and being open to different styles of programming. Um, that allow you to, like, I like taking a punish and prod approach where I'll hammer a muscle really hard one time, um, give it a few days and just hammer it lightly. And it tends to speed up recovery. So there's different, different kinds of techniques that still allow you to train. Like if you are like me, you've loved the gym, you love bodybuilding all those years, like this, this is your ticket. You can still improve, but, um, in a smart, intelligent way, that's going to protect your joints, allow you to have fun in the gym push it hard, but also recover as well. So, um, yeah, paying attention to recovery is important, but not what you see in regards to a lot of the marketing out there towards men that's just do less. <laughs> you, you can't recover as well, so just do less. No, no, it's just train train much uh, smarter with your programming. I think we have lots of years of, uh, of great lifting ahead of us. Absolute freaking fire there. I love everything about that. And, you know, a lot of the recurring themes here are definitely things, you know, we've always had very similar beliefs. We definitely fall in that same camp, which is absolutely awesome. And it was a complete and utter pleasure having you on. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, before we close out, like where can people find more of you? Uh, definitely showcase your YouTube, your Instagram. Uh, let's get it out there. I appreciate that opportunity. Uh, it, basically, if they go to jackedafter40.com, they'll see it all. They'll see the link to my YouTube channel. They can download a free guide, um, especially for the men over 40, kind of pick up on some of the tips that I've shared today and more. Uh, yeah, link to my podcast on there. So basically, if you do a search for Jacked After 40, you're going to find a lot of uh, my stuff there and Jacked After 40 YouTube channel, a lot of my stuff. So jackedafter40.com is probably the best place to, to start off. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, this was a great episode. We're still up in our, our game with interviews, getting all the technology going, but hopefully everyone really enjoyed this episode. Uh, definitely check out Scott. You know, if you haven't left a review already, be sure to do that. Uh, we're going to continue to bring on more and more guests, which is really exciting. we got a jam-packed uh, 2021 here. We're going to make the most of it. Anything to close out with, Kyle? No, yeah. So we just uh, appreciate every single one of you for listening as always. And uh, yeah, just make sure you to check out Scott. Make sure you to subscribe to the podcast. We're taking things to the next level this year. Uh, we sure hope you are. And we hope you're all along for the ride. And, you know, thanks so much, Scott, for taking the time here. And peace and love always. Rock on, boys. Look forward to seeing you again.